cost you and your fellow Americans at least $60 billion a year. If you have open eyes, you may see the world as it really is. <laughs> Let's go. No, <laughs> no. We can't start on let's go, except for only if I guess that's the start. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Welcome to Drinking Out of Cups Podcast. I am your host, Raven. I am surrounded by a couple of other hosts. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? This is Micah. I'm being a bitch. <laughs> True. Uh, I agree oh, with that. I'm just kidding. Damn. That was rude. I'm sorry. Uh, this is Ryan who apologizes. All the time. I'm sorry for apologizing. That's my bad. Jesus. Just know he doesn't that's, actually mean it. That's yeah. Sad. That was sad. I didn't like that. <laughs> well, you should. You know what? You should apologize for. Apologize for the fact that we have not told everybody about our Discord enough. <laughs> Dude, so, every fucking episode just fucking starting with shoutouts and shit. <laughs> well, I, I, and this calling thing, outs. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, True. I'm gonna stop doing it soon. But I just want to remind the audience because it's still a new thing that every week we will be doing a live recording on our Discord. If you want to find our Discord, go over to our Instagram and our link tree that is Instagram on Instagram at Drinkout of Cups underscore podcast, and you can find our link tree in a link to our Discord where we do a live podcast stream every single week or just subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com forward slash doc i just want to say it up top so that enough people know because i hate when people miss out on things you know and that's what i learned is that people missed out i don't like that so head over there check it out uh we'll be posting when we go live over there you guys have any other shout outs you want to do at the top of the show no i'm good okay good yo (laughs) shout out christina applegate dude okay no. Shout out fucking this horse named Melissa that I had when I was younger. Did you actually? Yeah. It uh or Melissa. no, actually I think it was Rachel. I don't know. It was one of one of those horses they fucking drug my brother through a tree once when I was like five. It was pretty sweet. We ate horses named after people. We had a I mean one was named a, Apple. We had a horse that was <laughs> blind. It was tall as fuck and it was blind and it was the scariest thing ever Paul yeah what is that horse? fucking fuck yeah slender man <laughs> what does that even mean what slender man oh you said blender man oh yikes i was like what <laughs> uh horses fucking scare me no matter what Dude, yeah no they're horses not are sick. speaking of horses speaking of horses welcome to drinking out of cups <laughs> <laughs> so Today's episode is going to be a little bit rough. Uh, Today we are talking about a drug that sounds more like it should be found on the periodic table of elements than as a street drug. And that drug is xylazine, a.k.a. Trank. What in the world is this drug and why is it called Trank? Well, I'm here to tell you that hay is for horses and so is xylazine. (laughs) (laughs) Xylazine is a pharmaceutical anesthetic drug used by veterinarians to sedate large mammals, including but not limited to horses and cows. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, this this episode is going to be a little rough. I just want to warn the audience. uh, It's very sad, this episode. So trying to keep it light a little bit, you know, the horse jokes, horse puns. Isn't this stuff better for your teeth and gum? Why? Like it's better than sugar. And stuff for oh xylitol yeah <laughs> oh, damn it it was not as funny as I thought no <laughs> now I can press the eject button <laughs> cut that out <laughs> clip that chat no. yeah clip that uh, <laughs> damn it 
So it is a chemical that is made to put down a horse, but according to the DEA, xylazine is, quote-unquote, the deadliest drug threat that our country has ever faced. When you say put down a horse... Not kill a horse. Yeah, okay. like I, put I, down. I that, That's yeah. not the phrase. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> trying to make them go sleepy sleep, dude. Yeah, yeah. Try, trying to sedate a horse. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> If you're trying to put down a horse, dude, fucking give it a ton of xylazine, dude. I'm trying to incapacitate a horse. Oh. <laughs> Just Wait, out? Are they still conscious? Yeah. No. Oh. I don't know. I think it's like an anesthetic in the sense, too, yeah. that they can use it for surgery. It's often yeah. used in combination with ketamine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. I love ketamine. Uh, I love ketamine. So the the reason that the DEA says, quote-unquote, xylazine is the deadliest drug threat that our country has ever faced is due to the fact that xylazine is now being used as a cut or additives to, uh, as an additive to other drugs such as fentanyl or heroin. Ugh. <laughs> That's never good. Never good when they're cutting fentanyl. I know. What the fuck? Dude. They're <laughs> making it worse. Yeah. yeah so, Dude, who knew fucking f- they could make heroin worse than having fentanyl in it? I know. That's... It, yeah, it's insane. So the DEA further says that they have seized the xylazine fentanyl Xyl- mixtures. Xylophone fentanyl. They, <laughs> they seized the xylophone fentanyl mixtures <laughs> in 48 out of 50 states. Which yeah. I think that is fucked up, dude. <laughs> yeah, which I can only imagine at the time of recording this is probably 50 out of 50 by now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say, this, fucking what two states did they not find it in? Well, this study came out late 2022. So mm. it's well guaranteed to be all 50 by now. Um, As we saw today, which was a week ago, essentially, um, was <laughs> W2F Portland. That just made it sound so confusing. What we saw today, which was a week ago. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. for, for everyone listening, we found this out today, um, which is a week before your day today. Anyway, um, through What the Fuck Portland that they found some in, what was it, like uh, Albany. Yeah. Um, it's made its which way is to only Portland. about an hour south of Portland. And so it's definitely made its way, yeah, to Portland and stuff. And just Oregon in general. And it started on the East Coast. So it kind is... Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Well, in the U.S., the epidemic going on right now is yeah. pretty centralized to the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. It started east of the East Coast, dude. It's started on an island east of the coast. What? It's like is, south. Yeah, Puerto Rico. It might, is even, east. it might even be. Is it? It might even be. It might even be south. It, I think it's east and south. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's east of Florida. I'm pretty it's sure. Close to Florida. <laughs> you end up in Europe if you go east from the east coast, dude. Bermuda Triangle, bro. If you go east far <laughs> enough, you'll come back around, dude. <laughs> Let me look that, up wow. where fucking Puerto. He has a is. point. <laughs> I thought it was flat. Oh yeah. How do you go, oh, how do you go under it? Mm. Living down under. Point. Yeah, dude, Puerto Rico is uh it is kind of not east. It, well, it is east, but it's south and southeast, dude. Cool. If you if you if you go to Florida also, and then go like fucking forty five degrees south east. So Rico. I'll just say this now. My mom said she found it really funny that all of us get tripped up on geography. She was like, Oh, that's pretty great. But I, I don't get tripped up on geography those, ever, dude. Not one once. of those things. Is there is Puerto Rico a part of the fifty states? Or it's is a it territory, a, so it's not a it's state. Not, it's not in the number. 50, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. They tried to at one point, but they made it a territory instead. Or it was it's been a territory, but they tried to make it a state at one point and they never 
ended up doing it. Also, your mom, your mom said if we get, I get tripped upon geography, dude. I'm the best at geography, dude. Yeah, we just learned that when you said that Puerto Rico is east <laughs> of the east coast. I've never gotten anything wrong with geography ever, dude. The earth is flat. Puerto Rico okay. is north. Fucking Tell me this. Tell me this. So many people refer to this xylazine drug as the American crocodile. Crocodile being desomorphine, which is a powerful opioid that was making headlines in Russia for causing people's skin to fall off and down to their bones and causing extreme infection and gangrene. So, Ryan, where's Russia? (laughs) Uh, Well, it depends on which way you want to go. and see that it's west or east. You can get to it either way. (laughs) uh, Yeah, Sarah Palin can see it. You cannot get there west. What Russia? You would never get there if you went west from here. Yes, you Russia. Are you serious? You would are get you to joking? Russia quicker if you went west than if you went east. How yeah. is that possible? You would go down. No. So if you're going straight from Oregon, <laughs> PDX. Oh wait, no. You could go to Shit. I thought west is down. <laughs> Fuck. Cut are you this. serious? Cut all of this. No. Like, oh my god. Just wait dude. till they tell you to label something at work and they say on the southeast west I, side. Dude, I get it right every single time. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was. I thought it was funny. When I was like, oh yeah, you're gonna do three, three cut that as well but you're gonna I'll do three that, labels yeah. and uh she goes like southeast west side and i was like okay so not the north side it's, you got three out of four options here and you yeah. just told me all three just instead of just being top. like don't do north <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ anyway okay um i'm actually curious desomorphine do you guys remember was it um the crocodile drug was it a combination of other things at all or was it just this drug desomorphine because i always thought desomorphine actually as a pharmaceutical drug synthetic made whatever safely made was it didn't cause any of the skin stuff so it was what, safe so what it happened was the other with that was in this yeah so that's exactly what happened so desomorphine was the crocodile drug but people were making synthetic weird as fuck versions of it in their kitchens out of like bad components uh, that were just tearing up people's skin. And like, right. But it just gets all umbrella. That's why we're going to have an episode on it in the future because um, there's a lot of mis, uh, misinformation when it comes to crocodile out there. Uh, but, but but that's what everybody remembers is the skin falling off down to the bones, calling causing gangrene. Really nasty, nasty stuff. Well, that's why they call it crocodile, right? Yeah, because it makes your skin look like a crocodile. Yeah. Damn. Unfortunately, that these are some of the things that are found in users of xylazine here in the United States. Uh, one of the saddest parts to the story that I want to point out is that it seems like more times than not, people are ingesting xylazine on accident in the same way that many people do fentanyl when they're just trying to do heroin. And is it, it's not being disclosed to users and it's being added into these drugs as a cut. Many health, public health clinics and clean needle exchanges have even ended up putting up a, a bad batch kind of whiteboard, allowing people to share what their, their heroin looked like, saying, avoid this. I think this had xylazine in it, which is really cool that they're allowing that, like trying to share the information because most people who are ingesting this drug don't mean to ingest it. I would um, argue that just based on one of the things that I read because there was a good amount of users that were interviewed that would say there's a lot of people that look for the Trank dope. Oh. There's a lot of people that don't. It depends. Some okay, people so like maybe the I shouldn't say most. Lot, and then some people don't like the high. Well, I think it's, well, really used, it's used a lot to help fentanyl last longer. Right. Because okay. well, it's... And yeah. So I, well, the only thing I was going to say is that, like, to back what Raven was saying, 
like people didn't originally search out for this in their heroin and stuff like that. It just it, they started using the Trank heroin that uh like after they had already used it. Like they were like, oh, like this extent because they the reason they use it is because they say it, it like what you just said it extends the fentanyl high. Uh, it makes you feel like it extends. It doesn't actually extend it, but it makes you feel like it is, and that's why people start searching. It for is this in my more. mind the same way that some people accidentally did fentanyl for the first time, right? Exactly. exactly. So, and then they go and they search for it once yeah. they find out that they had it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I would actually still back my my own opinion about most people don't do it on purpose, especially the first time. Uh, right. But that's because that in. I think it was 2022, 91% of samples obtained in Philadelphia of heroin or fentanyl had xylazine in it. Right. So mm. think about just opiate users. Like 91% of the supply has it. That means that even if you're just a regular heroin user, you're accidentally doing it. Yeah, so, no, that's true. Yeah, it's just so fucked up. So back to the sores. When injecting this powerful tranquilizer, it's just a matter of time before you start experiencing sores. It's not person-to-person dependent. It's a matter of time uh, with random wounds showing up all over your body and some of the worst cases of this leaving the skin completely necrotic and in need of complete amputation of whatever limb that the skin fell off or completely just died on. Uh, And with an obvious result of this just being death from this drug. A sad yep. and undeniable truth with drugs like these is that it is absolutely the case that thousands of people who have dealing have been dealing with opiate addiction have now been involuntarily subjected to this drug. And in places like Philly, like I said, it has completely taken over the market. And people don't know that they're doing this drug a lot of the times from what I've read and is that the people don't know that they're doing it until the point that their skin starts dying. Yeah. They think that they're just doing regular heroin and then their skin starts dying. Mm. It's messed. Yeah, super fucking gnarly, dude. It's, yeah, I don't know if you... <laughs> dude, seeing the pictures and videos of it is so fucked up. I was at work trying to research for this and I was like almost like ready to throw up. It was fucking disgusting. So you'll just look at like people like walking down Kensington Ave with like just fucking gnarly, like their fucking arm is like rotting off. It's fucked up, dude. If you even do this, the Google Street View... Every single person, like on like a mile strip, has their legs wrapped and bandaged or their arms wrapped and bandaged. It's to keep their skin together. Yeah. And some people, some people that I found uh, that were willing to speak up about it were saying that they didn't realize they were doing Trank until it was too late, until they were put into so much pain that they couldn't stop using the drug. Hmm. And that's just, that's so sad to me. And because at that point you're going to continue still using the drug because it's the only thing helping the pain and then it's going to leave you forever disfigured or dead yeah I, I even saw somebody shooting uh, putting a uh, shooting it through a needle uh, into their fucking like open wound and I was like that's fucking so gnarly dude yikes how do you yeah. even know you're hitting a vein well so here's the thing I think <laughs> a lot of these wounds point. come from uh, what if, if I read it correctly someone mentioning it that uh, once you miss and you inject, it will like turn your arm black yeah. instantly. Yeah. So I think a lot of this is from people missing, well, which is normal. Oh. People miss all the time. Yeah. Like consistently. Right. And so it would make sense because it's a similar thing to with uh, heroin. If you shoot up black tar heroin or other types of heroin and you miss, that's you how abscess, you get the abscesses yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. And but 
Also, I was reading that, uh, and I don't know if you're going to talk about this in science at all, but that essentially when somebody has like a, even the smallest like little like pimple or like cut or whatever, like it, it does something, it has something to do with like your blood, sur- or they, they don't know this for sure, but they think it is this way, that uh, it has something to do with like your blood circulation and stuff like that. And it basically stops your blood and your body from healing whatever wounds you have, which then just end up like getting bigger and bigger and worse and worse and stuff because it's allowing it's not allowing your body to like heal your wounds and shit. So you could have like even like a small little pimple or you could have like a little cut or you like what you were just said uh, when you miss and any of these things could allow your body to have this tiny little cut that'll just like get worse and worse and worse and open up into this giant fucking wound. Yeah. Yeah, I know one thing that I had read was something about it just making it to where your I think your blood holds a lot less oxygen. Oh, um, and that could that could probably have a lot to do with just the amount um, that you have the ability to like build up tissue again. Mm. Yeah, that makes anyway. sense. Yep. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly, Super. regardless, though. Yeah, I want to read Scary. a couple quotes from people who were subjected to this. Um, so one one user said, "I'd wake up in the morning crying because my arms were dying." That's so fucking sad to me. Like, and you could almost make a rap out of that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, there yeah. are sad raps for sure. You know, there's sad songs. You make a sad song out of that. Yep. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. Okay. And then another another quote here is someone said, "Until nine months ago, I had no wounds. Now there are holes in all all over my legs and feet." Uh, yeah. That's fucked up, dude. Having it all, <laughs> having a fucking wound on in your nine foot, months, dude. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, but it's yeah. just it's for me. It's just how shockingly fast this happens. Yeah, totally. Because people could be heroin users for twenty years. A lot of the reason that so what I had read about people saying too why they believed that it was happening, like users saying it's happening so much faster, is because of fentanyl. Mm-hmm. The nature of fentanyl being such a short high already, people are already injecting even more yeah. than they normally would have with heroin, and so they're opening up wounds. And think about this too. You're you're when you're injecting a drug on the street, think of how dangerous like or like you know you're you're exposed to a lot of dirtier things than you ever would be if you were getting like shot up at the hospital, <laughs> yeah, um with a pharmaceutical drug, right? So then, um on top of that, if someone used to inject like say three times a day with heroin, um it's like nine times a day with fentanyl kind of thing. And then you add this stuff on to it, and people are doing it just they're 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 doing a you know a more dangerous amount consistently. Right. Um, so to me, it makes sense how quick it is. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Because they're these are the, a lot of the times this is people that are living on the street, um, not really doing anything else but this. Yeah. Right. Day. Yeah. Um, Especially it's sad. It's super sad. But yeah. Um, also, my bad for making a lighthearted joke. I didn't even see that you read that you wrote that. No. <laughs> like this is there's <laughs> Raven said there is no lighthearted joke here to bring the mood up. Uh, he didn't say that after I made my joke, but. Yeah, he was gonna say that. I, I, w- really I was going to. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I did it. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I just don't want to make light out of this situation because there no. is really no light to this situation. Yeah, it it's is fucked up. Definitely a hundred percent a real epidemic going on in the United States. There's thousands and thousands of people suffering. So I don't know. I just feel out of all the episodes we've done, I this is the most like. It's the hardest one to research. I just feel so awful for people that are going through this. Yeah, absolutely. People it, who didn't ask for it. That's that's where it gets me the most. Is because 
it's one thing to agree to do fentanyl or heroin, yeah. something that you're you're acknowledging the risks already. But then once people start adding cuts into there that you're not acknowledging the risks, I mean, yeah, but that's how I felt about fentanyl this whole time because most people that have died from not most let's say, but in the beginning there, most people that were dying from it right. were people that didn't know that they were doing it and would not have chose to do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just think that the state of the uh, of Drugs are just so dangerous yeah. right now. Well, it's fucking It's insane. crazy because it's mostly the opioids. Like really, mm-hmm. it, truly enough, back in, it was like 2003 to 2006, cocaine was the leading cause of overdose deaths. Really? And then it oh. became prescription oh, yeah, opioids. Right. And then fentanyl and heroin, like street level opioids. But it started out with cocaine. It sucks yeah. too because these dangerous opioids, as people are making more potent ones and fentanyl came out and everything like that, it, they're leaking into the other drugs. Making yeah. everything else have to fuck. Like mm-hmm. there are entire companies now dedicated to fentanyl testing yeah. drugs and like stop overdose because of fentanyl. You never used to have to worry about getting cocaine and it having a little bit of heroin and overdosing on the <laughs> yeah. heroin while you're snorting it—that it, it was never a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, even sucks. even MDMA now, Molly has been showing up with fentanyl in it and stuff. So, are you serious? It's a matter. Oh yeah, hands down, very serious. And now the yeah. fentanyl showing up with xylazine. Yeah, what the Dude, fuck? Dude, that's fucking crazy. You would almost think that uh, the CIA might be behind this, trying to get us to stop doing drugs. I would think it's the opposite, dude. I think it's or I mean to kill us, China, China dude, because a lot of the fentanyl comes from China, and uh, I don't know where the yeah. xylazine comes from, but could also be China. So it's fucking. I'll t- the xylazine comes from the freaking vets. Yeah, the <laughs> damn pet doctors. Wait, you're talking yeah, about? I think there's a Vietnam pet spirits here. You says it comes from Vietnam? <laughs> yeah, it comes from a bunch of Vietnam vets. <laughs> <laughs> Just old dudes yelling in their wheelchairs. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think if anything, it's uh, it's not coming from them, but it's going to them because uh, a lot of oh, veterans are... It is sad. It's fucked up. A lot of veterans are uh, known to be you know drug users of all different kinds and some use heroin and it's fucked up. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... It it sucks, but um, in summary, uh, xylazine is a veterinary tranquilizer that, when injected, taken orally, smoked, or snorted by a human, causes extreme sedation, mu- muscle relaxation, pain relief, hypotension, along with a whole list of other effects associated with central nervous system depressants. One interesting fact about xylazine is that it's chemi- uh, chemically similar to clonidine, a medication used to treat high blood pressure, and uh, it's also similar to tricyclic antidepressants. It's very weird. Very strange to me. Yeah, yeah. I know there's one one of those antidepressants. I'm trying to remember which one of it is. Uh, trazodone? Trazodone? Oh, yeah. Is helpful for sleep. Yeah. Right. So it might be because that might be why. Yeah. What's what's interesting about it being chemically similar to clonidine as well is clonidine is used for ADHD and high blood pressure. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense that it has... Um, so both of those might be because it's like the, the, the effect that it has on brain receptors, which we'll go into later, but it's those these alpha-2 adrenergic receptors that when they're uh, activated... Oh, by certain drugs, they can help with sedation um, and calmness. And so hypotension, right, is the opposite of hypertension, which is like high blood pressure. Yeah. Um, so lowering your blood pressure um, a lot of the times can actually have a, a calming effect or even the other way around, vice versa, where 
if you are feeling much more calm like mentally then your blood pressure naturally will kind of load lower down so the those things kind of make sense it goes hand in hand but it would be helpful for adhd um as well as blood pressure yeah high blood pressure it does make sense. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about legality because with this being a current epidemic, it is, uh, you know, in the news right now. Actually, in fact, if we just saw it today, so mm-hmm. someone posting about it, which was uh, kind of ironic to us or maybe synchronistic. So xylazine has now reached a federal level of concern with as recent as March 28th, 2023. So about two weeks ago. As the, as the time you're listening to this, probably. Uh, U.S. lawmakers introduced legislation that if passed would make xylazine a Schedule Three drug under the Controlled Substance Act. Because mm-hmm. right now, it is not classified at all. It's just, a, it's just a pharmaceutical prescription drug for vets. It's, it's not un, uh, under any kind of controlled substance. So that is actually how people are getting it so easy, is because it's not scheduled. It's not that it's, it, people aren't paying attention to it coming in and out of veterinary clinics. I think it's probably pretty yeah. easy for people to uh, prescribe it willy nilly. <laughs> yeah, well, the they've issue. started to crack down a little bit on it more, but uh, oh yeah, I'm sure I'm yeah. sure they have like state level, but federally, if right. this bill gets passed, it will make it a Schedule Three drug. Yeah, damn. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't it. In this case, I almost feel like that's a probably a good thing. Well, I wonder how much of this actually xylazine gets cut in here in the states, and not just mostly uh, from the beginning when the uh, was packaged I think it's up. And almost was packaged up. I think it's almost all from the states because the stuff that I read is a lot of um, a lot of shit like uh, veterinary companies and stuff like that, or um, the companies that are sending xylazine to vets and stuff have like had to like crack down a lot on making sure that people don't like fucking make like fake companies and stuff like that just to get a bunch of it sent there and they also have to regulate like how often um people are ordering it and stuff like that to make sure that Mm. they're not ordering more than they need to then you know divert and give it to fucking people uh on the streets and shit like that and all sorts of different shit like tracking shipments and just being more on top of who it's going to and how much Dang. of it is going out to people. That sucks that it's it's dependent on the companies to do that. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is good that they're doing something about it because that would suck if they were just like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> like until they, I agree. Until they classify this, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, which is um, essentially what happened with the fucking opioid epidemic. People were just like, oh, sick. Fucking people are ordering hella drugs. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of wondering if it, because if it started, the epidemic first started in Puerto Rico, if um, you know, it was more like Puerto Rico and maybe Central Latin America, where yeah, um, it was first getting packaged up. Could be for um, sure, because again, that is even where most heroin and fentanyl that's in the U.S. is coming from is like Mexico. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of the cartels and stuff have even come out and said that they don't support like cutting stuff with fentanyl, and they're like actually like, pissed about it. Um, and well, they've like said that. that they're they don't support it, but they're the ones that are doing it. They have admitted to that that's their job to do we it. We hate that we're doing yeah. this. <laughs> they, they've, they've said that True. they don't like the fact that they have to do it. Yeah. It's just like the CIA and fucking the whole Nicaragua thing, dude. They're, they hate drugs, but they're fucking selling it to communities. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, well, fucking do we, I guess we can get into some culture stuff. Uh, yeah. I have some not so fun facts because this episode is not very fun. 
it's a very depressing episode. I've been kind of sad all week about it. Uh, so yeah. if you hear it in our voices, just know we are sad. <laughs> um, so some of the not so fun facts is that they've even found xylazine in cocaine, which is fucking God damn it. fucked. So another reason to test your drugs, everybody, even though fucking xylazine doesn't, there's no like testing kits for that. Okay, so that uh, makes me wonder so. if there was also fentanyl in that cocaine. Which cocaine? That had, that had the xylazine in it. Wait, probably. What? Oh, yeah, good point. Probably, yeah. Um, I mean, again, most like of these types of cuts are going to be in the like the, the users that are, uh, should I say, like the, the, the bags are so much lower costing. Yeah. Um, like street users. True. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Like someone partying with cocaine in LA clubbing is likely never going to get uh, xylazine. Xylazine cocaine. <laughs> right. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. No, that's I don't, don't want to get people like worried thinking that they're gonna their cocaine's going to have this shit in there. Right. No. True. But it's still good to be wary of, even though there's nothing really you can do about it. I think you should yeah. always test your cocaine for sure because if it has xylazine in it that means it probably has fentanyl in it. <laughs> so then i guess yeah. if you are using fentanyl strips then at least if it has fentanyl in it then you can be like okay there's a good chance there might also be xylazine in here yeah, yeah maybe True. No, you should probably not do it anyway too if it's got fentanyl in it i mean yeah, yeah obviously, no, you not do <laughs> obviously it. but i mean i'm just saying like that's a that's a good thing to just check and stuff like if it does have fentanyl in it then it, you know it may also have xylazine because i don't know dude like we said before people might like fucking fent coke dude well, so I also don't know if you can even test for this at the moment. You can't. No, there yeah, is no. There's no like test strips or anything. Um, so they say like, like a fentanyl tested my fentanyl. They came back. Yes. <laughs> um, fuck. What was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, so I, was I, I, I might still do it. <laughs> it's got, it only has Wait, fentanyl a, in it, dude. We're gonna get good there. Thing? That's a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get there one day, dude, where it's like, all right, well, like, there's, like, fentanyl in this, but, like, this is, like, there's only other drugs, so this is this is the purest cocaine I have, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Unless we fucking legalize mm. drugs, it's just going to keep getting fucking worse, so. Legalize cocaine. Dude, legalize cocaine, legalize heroin, dude. Fucking. Legalize it. Dude, it's so funny because I was just listening to Matt and Shane's secret podcast uh, and they're talking about collie buds and like <laughs> and uh they're like oh they're like dude fucking people in reggae just really just really want weed to be legalized. <laughs> dude, and they dog on cocaine all the time. Wait, like, I've who? heard it in Re- multiple different reggae songs. Oh really? You thought he was just, gonna say Matt and Shane. I know that's what I thought. I was yeah. like, dude, fucking they both talk about well, Shane talks about doing cocaine. <laughs> No, but yeah, just uh, fucking reggae people are like, or like, like Rasta people are just always like talking bad about drugs, like powders, but they'll like mm. talk so much about weed and they like, they don't realize that they're like just as addicted to weed as someone Make a pro weed cocaine reggae song right now. Dude, that'd be Off sick. Off the cuff. Pro weed, pro cocaine? Like both? Uh, did yeah. I say pro weed? Yeah, yeah. Like pro weed, pro cocaine. Anti-weed, pro cocaine. Anti-weed? No, just do pro both. Okay. <laughs> Legalize it. <laughs> Jot told me to sniff another line. Uh, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Put the spliff down, mate, and sniff another. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Right. That was a banger, dude. We should. Honestly, dude, we got to get this parody album done, dude. <laughs> <I> do, <laughs> yeah. Fucking so sick, dude. Just a fucking 
a re- like a peaceful reggae song about fucking doing cocaine and, and playing Minecraft <laughs> and playing Minecraft. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, one of the things I read is that only a few months ago, uh, On Point uh, NYC, which is a um, nonprofit company that uh, helps with like harm reduction and shit like that. Um, I think they're a nonprofit. Let me actually double check that. I don't know. I think they're, they're a credit nonprofit. union. On point? No. Yeah, this I is a different this is a different company. <laughs> uh, obviously. <laughs> a credit union that's fucking t- <laughs> testing for fucking xylazine. Uh, yeah, let me look. We uh, want to take care of our yeah. users here at On Point Community our Credit job, Union. Our job got me with testing me for fishing. Wait, what? Uh, Oh, our, they our got you? A, yeah, like a phishing thing. And it literally said, the email said at twistbioscience.com, which is our at. And it said from IT department. I checked the email and then at first I was like, I'm not going to open it. I'm not going to click the thing. But it said that I accessed a inappropriate website. Mm. And it was like, this is just an alert. So then I just clicked the thing to see like what website it might have been. Because like there's times where I all research for the podcast. Yeah. And uh, then it sent me an automatic email right after that that was like, this was a test, so now we have to do a retraining for four Oh, minutes. that sucks. Oh, like dude, you fucking got God, dude. On cybersecurity awareness. God. So what did you get for listening yeah. to Fish, dude? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just don't open any emails. Oh, my God. So that Actually, speaking of Fish, sorry, we got to bring him up during this episode for sure, right? Is um, Ryan, if that's okay, I can wait. Um, no, we can't talk about Fish, dude. Okay. That's the well, first. So that's the full, first rule of fish is don't talk about fish. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> you were talking about community credit unions, right? So on point NYC is a nonprofit <laughs> or- organization not affiliated with on point the credit union. <laughs> uh, they, um, yeah, they're like a harm reduction like company and stuff that uh, is nonprofit and trying to help people with their health and whatnot. Anyway, um, they have been testing for xylazine because there's no like test strips for xylazine, but there are like you can have it like taken to a lab and like they can test for it and stuff like that. Um, and they have when they were first doing it, uh, they were only fi- finding like trace amounts of xylazine, and now they're finding upwards of like 25 percent concentration of xylazine in doses of heroin. So I mean, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. So I guess when they were first starting to like cut heroin with xylazine. Uh, they were just putting like a little bit in there and now that it's like upwards of 25%. Uh, so I guess if you have a gram of heroin, that means like, what, 25 milligrams of that is, uh, 250, 200, sorry, 250 milligrams of that is, uh, xylosine. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. So how, do we know anything about how much xylosine is used to put like a horse or a cow down? I did not research that, uh, I guess, but it looks like Raven's on the, on the move for that. Uh, so I'll just say this other thing while Raven's looking that up. Um, one of the things that I found that's pretty fucked up is that uh, medical professionals have found lesions on people's lungs who have been smoking taint, uh, tainted heroin or smoking drugs tainted with uh, xylazine. So if you Yikes. if you don't in, if you don't shoot heroin and you smoke it, it can fucking cause lesions on your lungs, which is I would say probably almost worse than actually having your fucking skin like degrade and stuff. Cause at least your like skin and shit, like you could wrap and like possibly fucking heal at some point, hopefully, if you stopped using this. Um, but like healing your fucking lungs is significantly harder, I would say. Yeah. So I have an answer. Xylazine administered IM to a horse is administered at a dose of two milligrams. That is an effective Damn. that is an effective sedative dose for a horse. 
Wow. wow. So okay, they're putting so, a fuck ton of this in their yeah. Hand. yeah. But they're so putting like, it in their veins. Shooting up a, a dose of heroin is probably anywhere between, I think, I, I have no idea, but I'm going to guess like tw- 10 to 30 milligrams maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, like pretty small, just a little pinch of powder. Um, depending on the, the tolerance too. So then if you're thinking of 25% of, let's say, 30 milligrams, right? 7.5 grams. Or milligrams, sorry. It's 7.5 <laughs> grams. 7.5 <laughs> milligrams. So if they use two milligrams to sedate a fucking horse, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Well, I am too. What you have to remember is there, it, it, it's probably less. Slightly less, yeah. Uh, potent I am. People True. are putting this straight into their veins. Yeah, so they're fun. getting even more potent than the horse is getting. Oh and God. more. That's crazy. Wow. Well, so actually, interestingly enough, when it comes to the like sedation and anesthetic level for like a horse um they talked about this in one of the vice ketamine documentaries actually because the guy journalist was really surprised he was like i've seen people like do a gram of ketamine to themselves in a night damn and not be you know fully anesthetized whatever you know that word um but for a horse they get like 500 milligrams like half a gram or a gram and that puts them out like big time, and he's like, "What? Well, how is this possible? Because a horse is like two ton or some shit like that, or a ton." Horses aren't two. So, no, there's no way. Dude, horses are like. No, a ton is what I said. A like, ton. After a that. ton is 2, like two thousand pounds. There's no way a horse is two thousand pounds. Dude, a horse is definitely. Like, we've talked about horses. This before. Horses, horses are probably like eight hundred, nine hundred pounds. So, dude, a horse is anywhere between fifteen hundred and twenty two hundred pounds. Damn. All right, my bad, bro. They're literally all muscle. Yeah, so, true. That's a good point. They're crazy. IV, horses only get half a milligram. Yeah, and so look up, let's just, now that we're talking about it, and you can look it up, uh, ketamine. Look up how much ketamine it takes. Because the thing is, is, is it's hard to, the our, our brain always wants to go to like what it would be like for us, and we think about weight-wise, we're smaller, but when it comes to like a physiological level, like their, their neurophysiology. 2.2 milligrams of ketamine is given IV to a horse. Oh my gosh, you're thinking per kilogram of body weight. There, there's no way it's two milligrams. It says, oh, it says 2.2 milligrams per kilogram. Yes. Okay. So it's probably <laughs> the same for the fucking other shit. Uh, no, the other one. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. All right. So then. Okay. Okay, so let's say, yeah. What is that? What was it again for the xylazine? How much? Two? Two, two, two milligrams, milligrams per, per kilogram, kilogram of body weight. So then so, yeah. a kilogram. Yeah. You're doing the math. Fuck. Um. Yeah, that was a solid my bad on that one, guys. Damn, dude. I was like, dude, people are getting <laughs> fucked up on xylosine, dude. That's crazy. Uh, interesting. Um, anyway, dude, fucking, it's okay. just crazy how much it is being put into heroin. So it's, or it's one milligram per pound. So, but it's half milligram per pound. Yeah. IV. So in a 2200 pound horse, it's about, uh, two grams. Okay. So two thousand milligrams. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see. I'm glad. Glad we figured that out. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was like, "What the fuck?" When you said the ketamine one two milligrams, I was like, "They they just get microdosed." And suddenly they're like, <laughs> "Pa cable." Dude, that's crazy. Uh, okay, so that so that makes sense. Sounded then. Like- so the amount that's actually being put into heroin isn't that much, but still, yeah, it's gonna be really amount. low. But- yeah, they're microdosing xylazine essentially. Oh God! <laughs> well, see, to me, what's still crazy about this is that if it's a drug used on animals effectively and doesn't cause lesions and stuff, um, I mean, which they're probably likely, ever, you know, only getting xylazine once every yeah, few years. Exactly. Because um, they so say, yeah, they say um, it's it's with repeated uses why people get these like crazy like skin fucking shit. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Hold on a second. Um, I don't know, guys. There was a brief interruption. The people were fucking fighting in the fucking courtyard of my apartment. So I had to go break it up, dude. They were fucking shooting each other with xylazine, and I had to fucking break it up. I got shot up with xylazine, so I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, anyway, no, that just kidding. How many milligrams per kilogram? <laughs> <laughs> Three million, dude. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, one of the things I kind of want to talk about is like why is xylazine used? Like why are they using that as a cut for um, heroin and stuff? Um, and so I, these are some theories that I uh, found online. So um, I, as we said earlier, I might have mentioned it earlier, is that it makes the opiate high feel like it's extended because even when you're coming down from you know the opiate, uh, whether it being heroin or fentanyl, um, this still makes you feel a little bit of sedation and uh allows you to just feel fucked up still even though that like that like the opiate feeling is gone um so people think that it extends your heroin high even though it doesn't really do that it just makes you feel like you're just still high on something uh that is a um downer (laughs) so uh one of the questions i had in the first place was like why do drug dealers even use this like why would you why would you want to make like extend a high and then have people not continually coming back over and over and over again. Because you, you'd think that as a dealer that you would want it to almost be shortened of a high. So then they come back more often to get that. But then also I started thinking about it and I was like, well, I guess people that are buying drugs are like, oh, this batch lasts longer. Like I'm going to buy that. And then it's probably going to cause more traffic to uh, the you know whatever dealer it is. Uh, because of this batch lasting longer, uh, well, theoretically. That's the thing. I think a lot of people actually still, they miss heroin because it was this, you know, enjoyable, long, pretty long lasting high after you injected it. Whereas yeah. fentanyl came around and has now dominated the market and it is incredibly short right. where you almost go into instant withdrawal effects within days. Um, so then now... What? No, within like hours. Well, not significant ones. Some people. Heavy users, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's on... like that with heroin even. You can go within a day. Yeah. But if you're like not a heavy user to fentanyl, it's not going to make you feel like the flu within a few hours. Some of the, the worst uh, fentanyl user uh, kind of stories that I've heard is that some people say that they're so addicted that they start to feel withdrawal symptoms pretty much while they're still high. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, and it is it's just really short. I think that this um this one it kind of makes sense why people would get back wanting something that was still like heroin, you know? When they were so used to now having to do stuff that's not like heroin. Well, and the thing about heroin is like some people don't want to get off it because they're scared of the sickness that they're going to have to go through to get off it. Yeah. They have the choice still to get off it. But you give someone that something that makes their body parts start to degrade now they're in pain now they need this stuff yeah exactly um yeah i mean yeah it's fucked up and so one of the things as well that i wanted to mention is that uh like in the beginning like i feel like now because like it's in the news and like it's starting to really become popular that everyone knows that all their heroin is tainted with xylazine or not all of it but you know as we said in philadelphia 90 to upwards to 91 percent uh, well, you said it was ninety one percent in twenty twenty two or whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. Um, so at least now, like people kind of know that it's in there, but like 
when it first came out and was first being used, people were just like, oh, this heroin lasts longer. I'm going to just keep buying this. And in reality, no one knew that they were even using, like, consuming xylazine, at least on a consumer level. Um, and fucking, you know, you couldn't test for it. And so all these people were, like, unknowingly getting addicted to fucking xylazine. And uh, it's fucked up. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, just wanted to throw that in as a quick mention. But I want to talk uh, as well about, like, medical um, medical insurance. Like, the lack of medical insurance in this fucking uh or health insurance in this in this uh country which is a big issue for this drug in my opinion because a lot of people that are having these fucking symptoms of um their aren't their skin literally like degrading and shit and uh then you know they don't have health insurance there's no way for them to easily get access to a doctor to fix this or whatever i mean and to be honest a lot of people that are especially in Philadelphia, a lot of the people that are using this like on Kensington Ave and stuff either are houseless or uh, um, or they live in, you know, a fucking abandoned place or uh, they live in um, like low-income households and stuff like that. Uh, and, not, and not everybody is like this, but I would say a good amount of the users are like this. And so for them to not have health insurance and then, you know, have these incredibly infected like parts of their body, arms, legs, whatever. Uh, there's not really any way for them to get easy help other than going to like the emergency room or something like that. So pretty fucked up, um, which is why we need health insurance in this country. And also why drugs, should, these drugs should just be fucking legal. Like you should just be able to go buy heroin and not have to think about fentanyl or xylazine or any of this fucking shit in it. And we would all be fucking better off. So, um, yeah, it's fucking crazy. So, uh, also, people are also, like, really embarrassed about it, too. Like, the fact... Because people, like, that have, like, these drug addictions, um, there are a good amount that do want to continue using, but a lot of people... Like, there is also a good amount, as well, of people that are, like, oh, I, I really need to stop doing this, but I'm just, like, under this addiction, and, like, I can't, like... I can't, uh, it just has this like, grips on me. I can't get get away from it. And so they're already embarrassed about their drug use. And then now that they're, you know, their drug use is now leading to fucking their skin rotting off and shit. They're fucking embarrassed about it. And they don't want to even like bring it to attention. And so people just continue to do this, keep getting more and more depressed, keep using more drugs for this depression. And it's just a fucking spiral of uh, downward fucking shit. And it sucks. And, yeah, it's a gnarly cycle. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, and so um, this has even led to people getting their infections, like, way, letting their infections get way out of hand and having to have, like, their arm amputated or their leg amputated or whatever. And it's, like, all that over fucking drug use. Like, you're losing an arm or a leg or whatever, like, which is what we see what happens with, like, sugar and, like, diabetes and stuff like that. Like, people are so addicted to sugar, they'll just continue to eat it and then fucking get gnarly diabetes, not do anything about it, and then lose a leg, lose an arm, whatever. It's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the amount of medical debt you can go into in the United States not having health insurance is so fucking insane. Yeah. It's super depressing. <laughs> yep. So anyway, um, but then you look at like Canada and there's, uh, um, you know, they have free health care. And so you can they clearly don't have as much of an issue of this. 
And also, I found that um, doctors in Canada are allowed to describe, uh, describe, prescribe <laughs> uh, <laughs> pharmaceutical uh, grade versions of street drugs. Uh, in the case where someone is severely addicted to a drug, uh, they are allowed to prescribe it to them, so they're you know getting a healthier version and a uh, way to possibly wean off in a healthier way than just continuing to use fucking you know fentanyl. Uh, you know, heroin that has fentanyl in it or heroin that has xylazine in it or whatever, which is, I thought was pretty cool. Like that's, I didn't even know that they were allowed to do that. I know in the US, I don't well, think they are, but. Um, well, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We actually do do that. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. If you think about it, because with um, like heroin or no, I guess let's not say heroin. Let's say like um, benzos, which aren't really considered street drugs, but they could be still because there's still a lot of street dealing yeah of benzos right um that if someone's like highly addicted to xanax like and they go to the doctor you're gonna be given valium true for probably like weeks on end and then same thing with heavy alcoholism you'll be given valium or another type of benzo um and then with heroin you're given methadone or suboxone right which are opiates that still get you high so yeah, they do true. have all these pharmaceutical grade sort of versions of things to help. But with stuff like cocaine or methamphetamine. That's what I was thinking, yeah. They don't because right. that there's not a physical issue going on there. There's true, not, true, true. You're true. not going to die if you try to quit. Yeah, you know? good point. Yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that. Um, That's what I don't like about the way our system is here in a way with like the, the, the giving methadone and suboxone specifically to people. But that's just that's just my opinion. No, I agree. Because uh, as we've said and found before, that like most people aren't gonna die. Well, you her- actually you can't you can't die from heroin like uh, withdrawal, right? Like, well, I mean, depending on your age and your health. It depends. Yeah. yeah, it depends on a few different things. It's more or less like you're not gonna you, die from you the can drug likely die. Yeah. Right. You can likely die from things like severe di- dehydration. Yeah. Sure. During your withdrawal. Right. Um, or like cardiac arrest or whatever. Um, which yeah. that's what fucking our boy Jerry Garcia died from. Uh, yeah, which could have been related to a whole other plethora of oh, things yeah. like being incredibly unhealthy. Yeah, like, absolutely. Diabetic and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then, the, um, the thing about the U.S. that sucks is that the, the U.S. doesn't give a fuck about anyone's like mental well-being. So I think that's a big part of it is, is yeah. we, we don't care if someone's suffering or having a hard time. They're like, oh, well, you're not going to die from this withdrawal. Who gives a shit? Shut up and stop crying. Kind of, kind of right. vibe. Yeah. Well, it shows that they fucking took away. They, there's no, there's no uh, centralized healthcare or anything like that. Uh, even the, even the, the fucking bad attempt at giving people healthcare, you still have to pay an outrageous amount that yeah. most people can't afford. And uh, it, and then there's just no mental health care in the United States. There's, there's no like even. I don't know. I'm not gonna go on a fucking spiel, <laughs> but it, it, it is true that. Uh, Canada is in a way better position than the United States for dealing with drug addiction um, and people dealing with drug addiction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, let's see, where was I? Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, essentially just the reason I brought this up was because um, it just kind of like lowers, the cuts the dangers down of you know, drugs being cut with other drugs like fentanyl or xylazine and stuff, being able to get um, medically prescribed, being able to get something similar to this med- uh, medically prescribed could help with that, which is pretty sick. Again, if it was legal, you wouldn't have to deal with any of this. 
So fucking yeah. Um also another interesting thing is that uh doctors say the first course of action is actually not antibiotics because the cause of the wounds is actually not an infection. It gets infected from your uh from your body basically uh creating these open wounds, but it's not an infection that starts this. So like uh when you when you start to get these open wounds, like doctors say that like the prescribing like ant, uh, antibiotics and stuff, uh, if it's not infected, is like just it's just not going to do anything. So they say like the the main thing to do is uh, if you have like an open wound or anything from using xylazine, uh, that you basically just need to like clean it with water and like hand soap and like uh, just try to keep it clean and like wrap it. And you know, giving antibiotics for it if it's not infected isn't going to do anything. It's not going to help it re. Um, uh, regrow your skin back and shit like that. And honestly, I don't know if there even is anything, any anything that they can take to like help regrow their skin. Bandages. Back. That's yeah, it. it's like there's not there's no like medical pills or anything that'll like help your skin no. grow faster. You know. Well, and then yeah, the best thing would probably be just to stop using the street drug. That Absolutely, using, yeah. and then try methadone or suboxone. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um. So I guess the only the last thing that I just kind of want to bring up is. Uh, and kind of Raven mentioned this earlier with getting scheduled and stuff. It could possibly have, um, could make things harder for veterinarians. Although is it being scheduled, possibly being scheduled three isn't really going to be that big of a difference. I think it will be. I mean, I don't know. It, it it's definitely going to make it tougher with it being with it being scheduled, but it's also not going to be impossible. I mean, ketamine scheduled three. Yeah, but and you can still the main drug for a vet to use for anesthesia. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's not like I don't think But right now it's not regulated at all, meaning pretty much that the FDA is hands off when it comes to prescriptions. True. So a vet can just prescribe it. There's no kind of checks or balances when it comes to a, a, yeah, an unscheduled drug. With something like ketamine, it is very controlled what they can prescribe. Yeah, but also remember, like most vets aren't like prescribing this. Like most vets are just using it for surgeries yeah. and stuff like that. It's not like they're like giving it out to people to give to their animals and stuff. Okay, but even in that sense, then you have to be accountable for where all of that is going. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, which is they're even cracking on down, cracking down on now, but before it is even being scheduled. Um, yeah, but either way, I still think. It's definitely going to have some effect. I don't think it's going to have like a crazy effect. Like if they were to schedule schedule one or even schedule two, it would be no, significantly I think harder to get. One of the most important things is just spreading the word with this drug and um, letting people know the dangers. Because like like I said in the beginning, is a lot of people don't start doing this drug intentionally. Right. Exactly. Um, but I guess the whole reason I bring this up is just essentially because. Even if if it is harder to get, that just sucks for veterinarians because this is like one of the main things they use for surgery. Like as I think you mentioned earlier as well with like ketamine uh, for animals um, to you know sedate them for surgery. This is one of the main things that they use. So if it be get if if it becomes harder for them to get, they're resorting to have to you know use something else or whatever, which sucks for animals because fucking now we've taken a problem, we've taken a drug and made it not only a human problem, but now that human problem is affecting animals, which is something that uh, we continue to do. Uh, fucking fucking over animals and fucking up this planet. So that's yeah. fucking super yeah. sick. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too worried about it for animals because, again, it's there's always going to be other drugs that they can use. Yeah. This isn't like the... I mean, ketamine, again, is already the main one. This is not 
I don't think this ever trumps ketamine. Well, this one gets used, used in conjunction combo yeah. with it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what and, I mean. Yeah, and and I mean, I just I don't think it'll ever have an effect on the vets in that sense. I think the only thing it'll ever have an effect on is that they'll be writing down the amount that they're using. And it'll likely be locked in a cabinet instead of just being um, in the cabinet normally. Yeah, true. I mean, because um, ketamine's never going to go away. And right. It's a very very addictive drug that's bad in the streets and has all these issues that could be talked about, but. Um, and it's scheduled three, so it, true. I just don't see that. I don't. I don't really see this ever having an effect bad on the vets, other than just them having to write being it down. slightly inconvenient. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and uh, harder, like, to, I don't think harder to slip gonna, out of the the fucking hospital too. That's literally going to be it. It's yeah. going to be harder to steal it. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. But also, I will say it's probably still. I, I my assumption is that a lot of the vets that are letting go of it to people that are putting it into bags that are being sold is happening not in the, in the United States. That's just my thought. Is because of the fact that heroin and fentanyl packages of drugs are coming most of the time packaged from outside of the US that this is likely making its way in by people that are going to vets that essentially will get rid of this very easily most u.s vets are not doing that a lot it's yeah harder. well i and the thing that i was thinking about is and what i've read about as well is in situations that are similar to like uh like fucking that phil dude like didn't he like uh set up like a fake like pharmacy like company or whatever just to be able to like order drugs and shit no really no how yeah, was he, he thought about it well then how was he thought he about essentially making didn't you guys tell me at one point he was like getting all that shit like uh, because of like a, like how did he how did he fucking order all that like DXM and shit or whatever? The same way that any of us would. Yeah, I could have sworn at one point you guys said that he uh he got it off of Alibaba, I think. Really, I could have sworn at Maybe. one point you guys said he had like a fake pharmaceutical company or something like that. No, he was going to. Yeah, he uh, talked about maybe. making one. Okay. Anyway, I've read uh stuff that people have done that to get this and uh that's becoming an, an issue but all they really have Damn. to do is just prove that like they they essentially just like to crack down on that all they have to do is just ask for proof that you are a legit company and like have an actual like fucking like clinic and shit and then you, if you can't prove that then they're not going to ship it to you so mm. anyway um yeah i wonder where most of it comes from too like if it's being synthesized and produced in Either China, maybe the U.S. Like, yeah, it's a good question. I would say probably China because that's where a lot of drugs are synthesized and produced. But who knows? Yeah, I don't. Know. Anyway, uh, that's essentially what I have for fucking culture. Uh, the really the the main thing is just what we've seen videos of and fucking how it's affected people's day to day lives, the health, and how they're fucking skin's literally rotting off um also the only other thing i wanted to mention was uh in the in the news how everyone's calling it like a zombie drug and shit which is kind of fucked up because it's putting like a super bad light on uh drug users which is kind of whack even though it is like something that is literally rotting your skin and flesh and stuff like that but like when you type in xylazine like most media outlets say um the the new zombie drug or whatever which is kind of misleading and kind of stupid um it's kind of clip clickbait essentially but 
I don't know. It's also like I guess good to like get raise more awareness about it. So I don't know. I mean, I think what I read when uh, with users saying is that they will, uh, people will take it and they'll nod out for like three hours straight. Like they yeah. they won't come out of their nod at all. Really, right. they just will like wake up in a different area three hours later and be like, "What the fuck?" And so in a way, it yeah. kind of seems zombie like that they people would be walking around acting straight up half asleep. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, I've maybe not even walking around. I think it's a combination of that and the fact that their skin is falling off as yeah, they're yeah, like yeah, sitting exactly. there and nodding off. Which it's just yeah. like to me, it's it's just so fucked up because you're you're brushing off the problem by saying this zombie drug is turning these people into zombies. It's like no, they're fucking suffering and dying. Like. Yeah. It sucks what's happening to them. Absolutely. Like, reach out and help these people. And there are people reaching out and helping these people. Like, yeah, I was going to say like the uh, the Everywhere Project, uh, the people that... Because what are the people that you reached out to? That the that, Savage Sisters. Yeah. Like, they're, they're doing awesome work out there. Yeah. Um, I literally found them by going on Google Street View and searching <laughs> for people that were out there helping. And oh, they yeah. were the ones out there helping on the Google map, like <laughs> going through the Google map. told them that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, no, but like it just seriously positive shout out to them. Like I I'm I just hate I I hate brushing people off as just they're as bad as their addiction. Like Yeah, exactly. It, it's just truly the fact that the US fucking sucks and like a lot of people didn't have opportunity. They're born into poverty and just fucking suffered from a drug addiction that has now led them to this point. Like 99% of these people are probably good people. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I'll, that's a, I'll, I'll that's hold, a large... I'll hold yeah, that actually, 1%. 90, yeah, you said how many percent? 90? <laughs> yeah, 99. 99? No, if no. The, yeah, not 99. Yeah, I'd say like yeah. 85 probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe geez, even... You guys are giving a, a fucking large-ass number of these people. If given the same opportunity <laughs> in life as you... Mm, yeah, I don't know. I'll disagree. Okay. I would say people would end up being a product of their environment, and if they were that's given what I'm saying. A, yeah, if they were if they were given opportunities to not be in that environment but still use their drugs, I think people would be significantly different. Yeah, or never even get on drugs in the first place. True, but anyway, um, I don't know. Yeah, essentially, that's all I have for culture. So fucking science, Hakeem, Micah, what do you got? Yeah, Hakeem the Science Guy. Someone at work got upset when I said that. Why? Why? I was like, it's my name backwards. And they were just kind of like, oh, it seems like a little culturally weird. What? Oh my, shut the fuck up. Because I'm white. (laughs) You're not even white. You could be white. Yes, I am. I am white as fuck. You could be white. (laughs) You're like 75% not white, though. I don't know why you think that. Is Portuguese not white? Portuguese is considered essentially like, like, you're not... The, the, the Portuguese and even the Spanish are like very light skinned, very much so light skinned. Okay, but you're not to the point where people always ask you. But no, I traditionally get asked mixed because my hair is curly. No, well, traditionally people that are reason. traditionally people that are white are from like the UK or from like the United States or like Sweden or like any of that, those places. Like you don't consider like someone no. who's Spanish white or Portuguese white. Uh yeah, you do. Like there's a very Since when? like. Dude, there's been like a good amount of like Caucasian, right? Is a name for essentially being like you, you, you could break it down to all that stuff if you really wanted to, but white is white. Like, if, if that's it, that it's not really saying you could be saying, okay, part of it's coming from Europe, but there's people in other 
parts of the world that are white. Yeah, that but didn't there's come also from Europe at all. There are also people in Mexico, like in southern Mexico. There's a lot of people that are like super light skinned and essentially what you're saying, white, but they're still considered Hispanic and Mexican. Yeah, but that's <laughs> I don't know, dude. Cora says that Portuguese people are white. So. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Well, because white you. isn't about a, a region, like at all. It's about your skin color, right? True. And I'm I'm white. <laughs> okay, no, that's the, my only it's argument not, is like so many people have told you like you skin color wise are spicy mm, white. I've never spicy heard white. <laughs> like <laughs> like, like olive like olive. Uh, no tan, dude. I get I'm <laughs> pale as fuck. No, you're not. I literally had some. I pulled my gloves off yesterday. I was like, holy crap, my my uh, blood vessels are showing like really bright blue, and they were like, well, it's because your hands are white. Anyway, um. I'm going to still call myself Hakeem. You guys could call me Hakeem. I don't think it's culturally appropriation. I mean, cultural appropriation. No, dude, what I was going to say about this whole thing is that even if your name, even if you were like fucking white and like your family came from like fucking Ireland or something, and if your name is Hakeem, then like fucking who cares? Like, right. It's not cultural appropriation to name somebody a name that is, I don't know, like fucking, I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, but. That's fucking stupid that someone got mad at you for that. Right? Like They didn't get mad. They just looked at me weird when I said it. And I was like, That's dumb. Why are you looking at me weird? So, anyway. Um, Zionlazine. Well, I kind of mentioned it earlier. And also, it's sort of been mentioned even by just all of us talking. Um, but uh, it is a sedative drug, right? Central nervous system depressant. Um, it's known to cause the low blood, low blood pressure. Low blood pressure. I was trying to say blood. Um, as well as low heart rate. So it, um, you know, when com- when combined with opiates can kind of increase your risk for overdose. And that makes sense due to like uh, when you overdose on something like heroin or fentanyl, your breathing slows down to the point that you stop breathing and you die. Um, and that can happen with like, uh, you know, as your heart rate lowers down too much. Um, in combo, that can make your lungs stop you know uh, breathing in as much and it just, it just will end up leading to death right so what i'm trying to say is that these effects are kind of synergistic with opioid agonists um making the overdose risk higher um which is making it what what makes it partially more dangerous aside from the skin stuff um so uh most people that are you know addicted to opiate drugs are likely using them iv but are other you know using other routes um and iv is already more like this probably the most dangerous route of administration for this. So then um, adding the xylazine in there just makes it worse. And, um, I think that it, at first there wasn't a whole lot of overdoses being um, reported, but that has just, as we've seen um, just throughout this episode, has increased over time significantly. And it seems like there's just more and more of it getting put into the uh, bags. Um, anyway, pharmacologically, I mentioned it briefly earlier, but it's a um, uh, alpha-2 adrenergic... Uh, agonist drug um, so um, I've kind of I've mentioned them in previous episodes and we've talked about it even just with talking about its relation to the clonidine drug um, and then the tricyclic antidepressants but I'll just mention this um, it was discovered that these alpha 2 agonists produced effects within both the central and the peripheral nervous systems um, centrally within the locus ceruleus a region of the brain for example alpha 2 agonists are able to produce, uh, produce sedation and pain relief as well as euphoric effects and partially block acute withdrawal symptoms in chronic opioid users, which I found kind of interesting. 
Um, because, um, you know, going further with this, the drug Narcan, the anti, uh, like th- this is a non-opioid drug. Let's just say that first. Um, not Narcan, but uh, the xylazine. Dude, it's a non-opioid drug. Narcan, dude. Yeah. Well, what's weird about it is that this, it may not fully reverse the overdose symptoms from um, opioid xylazine formulations. Like Narcan itself might not actually be able to completely um, help in an overdose situation because it doesn't actually act on the non-opioid uh, receptors right. in the brain. And so this drug, again, makes it even more uh, risky for overdose. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's mostly like what I wanted to say. In relation to Narcan, it, it seems like Narcan wouldn't actually be that helpful. Um, but I found it weird that, that you know, it produces similar effects to opioids in the sense that it can have all these um, euphoric effects and sedative effects. Um, which again makes sense why it was even added to it in the first place, making it more of a fun um, or maybe more of a euphoric uh, experience and then longer lasting as we've talked about previously too. Um, But talking about it with the skin effect, um, various mechanisms have sort of been hypothesized linking the xylazine use to that increased soft tissue injury that we see, um, including necrosis stemming from localized tissue hypoxemia. That's that low level of the oxygen in the blood I was talking about. So that's sort of one of the hypotheses of why this is happening, um, but also just reduces your sensitivity to skin injury in general. Um, even like what Raven was saying with like having pimples and stuff. Um, but then, or if you got a cut or some kind of wound, it could just make you um, less sensitive to that. Um, so anyway, it should be noted, however, that not all of these ulcers um, appear in the injection sites. We talked about it with smoking, um, but they also appear to or have been reported to appear in non injection site extremities. So that could even be things like, uh, you know, you guys mentioned like feet, right? Or did one of you mention feet? Yeah, yeah it's because some people say that they get them like on their feet. I, but a lot of people inject into their feet. So that's I don't, true. So yeah. that could have been from injection site. But say you weren't. Uh, that's the weird thing about this drug is a lot of people started realizing like, oh, I shoot up in my arms and now I have these wounds all over my legs. And I think it's because legs are probably prone to nicks and cuts. Arms yeah. are prone to nicks and cuts. Feet, if you're not wearing shoes. Yeah, you're yeah. walking around a lot if you're living out on the street right. and yeah. not working. Yeah. And your day is just constantly walking. Because yeah. I've heard a lot about that with uh, people that are living on the street and use drugs is that they walk a fuck ton. Yeah. Put a um, Fitbit on them, see how, how many steps they get. Dude, they get in the yeah. 10,000, no problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. Well, I mean, I'm always surprised when they make it all the way out to like Beaverton Hillsboro because they do take the max and stuff, but at the same time, like they're, they're just... On the move. Dude, they, they are, are the max, the dude. They're maximum yeah. fucking steps every day, dude. <laughs> um, here's the, the worst part, guys. Uh, if anyone is eating or drinking something, uh, take a second to stop. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a sip of my drink while you say okay. it. Okay. Right. I don't know what you're about so to I'm going to do it really slowly. So second, these open skin ulcers emit a strong... Keep drinking. Okay. Emit a strong odor ooze and in several cases <laughs> limit the mobility of the extremities. Uh, gross. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fucking nasty. <laughs> dude, the strong odor ooze like Oh. Dude. Yeah, I didn't think about think the odor. Of, uh fuck, what is it? there's a there's a funny movie or something where um okay, actually this brings us back to a, probably about a year ago when we were talking about squelching noises. Um <laughs> like shout an open wound. Yeah, <laughs> shout out subtitles on Stranger Things. <laughs> if you haven't done it, do it. Um but yeah, so just like, it makes me think of like an open mood. Oh, actually, yeah, I was just watching this other movie. Oh my God, I sound like a fucking couch potato. 
But um, where a guy's uh, it was uh, Ryan Reynolds was this, this movie called The Adam Project. He jokes about. Oh, I worked on that movie. Really? Yeah, we recorded oh, all the yeah. music for that at Sony. Dude, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't it's seen it yet, movie. but it looked really good when we were working on it. Dude, you gotta watch it now, especially what I'm about to say. The funny part was he gets shot into like his stomach or something, and then he, he's telling his younger self, yeah, he's like probably like 12 about it. He says like, um, he's like, oh, see, this is actually kind of funny. Every time I cough, it makes it fart. <laughs> Oh. Like his gunshot wound. <laughs> Fuck yeah, no, dude. You know what it, you know what it reminds you? <laughs> and it's nasty, dude. The sound of it's so bad. That's sick, dude. Literally. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, it reminds me of the character from Joe Dirt. That the, <laughs> the tow truck driver guy. Who has just like the pus coming oh, out of his nose. No, that's not Joe Dirt. That's fucking... Uh, or not Joe Dirt. Um, uh, fucking fuck, Harold and Kumar. That? That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking of earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking gross. <laughs> Ew, dude, that's exactly it. Strong odor ooze. Dude, yeah, I'm or what? Or Pizza the Hut from fucking Spaceballs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> as he's like just leaking cheese. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> dude, yeah, it's, it's funny. I didn't think about the odor at all with any of this, but anyone who's had an infection or anything like. It fucking stinks, dude. So. Well, so so one thing with the the crocodile over in Russia is it caused gangrene, right? Gangrene's really bad. It's really stinky. This causes full blown necrosis of the skin. So that means your skin dies. It's dead and well, rotting on your body. Yeah. So actually, like a lot of like just the necrosis is very similar to what is seen in gangrene. Yeah. The same thing with this. Yeah. yeah. It's very very stinky yeah. and fucking like it's literally rotting. Yeah, like it's gnarly. you can get insect infections and stuff on on your rotting skin. Hell yeah, dude, that rules. So, dude, do you it's, think this is gonna be instead of getting tattoos, just fucking start shooting up xylazine so you can fucking get some gangrene arms, get some crocodile? Well, what's well, kind of <laughs> gnarly here, right? Is we were talking about how, how the like not having insurance and stuff. Medical professionals are like like not likely to give you as much help um, when you come in for this in the U.S., but. There's still the like, I forget what it's called, but essentially like in the U.S., if you go in, they have to give you help and you will get a huge bill. Right. But they can't deny you. Right. Well, um, what we learned from It's Always Sunny is that's not all hospitals. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's a um, fact. Well, what's sad is that in Puerto Rico, where this actually started, like 2006, I think was like one of the first cases yeah. it, um, showing up there. Um, and it wasn't until like 2010 or something that it really showed up in Philly. Um, but... The Xylazine users have attested that when they have asked for the help from clinics on the island, health professionals will actually like very commonly deny services because of the ulcers. They they essentially look down on them as mm -hmm. like the heroin users that use Trank and um, look at them as like, no, we're not going to help you at all. Which makes it even more sad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, you know, in certain regions, people are getting like judged because of it. And I mean, I don't, in a way, I can understand it because... It's part of why we judge meth users so much more than other people is because of the way they look a yeah. lot of the time. They look scary. Like yeah. they might be a very nice person who's just dealing with heavy addiction, but because they have sores all over their face and their eyes are a little bugged out and they make make you feel a little uncomfortable well, that's when they're talking I, to you. That's like, what I mean scary. too. That's what I mean is like imagine this person's just like, fuck, if I could just get help getting off this trank, get rid of these sores, get feeling better, get out of pain then I'll get my life straight. And then you go to a fucking medical professional and they're like, get out of here, fucking yeah. vermin. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is what, up, yeah, dude. it kind of reminds me of, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, that's, that's what's cool about the Everywhere Project is that 
um, the the people that are like if you look at their website, there's like shit like specifically towards xylazine that they're trying to like help with. Like they are like trying to help with the people that are dealing with this, like as well as like fentanyl and anyone else who's addicted to opiates. But like one of their main goals is like trying to help with this whole fucking crisis. Yeah, which I love that because that's a, it reminds me, this brings me to kind of the HIV AIDS epidemic. Yeah. Is like at first everyone looked at the gay community as like the problem and that it was like right. that you shouldn't even be friends with people that are gay because that you might end up getting this terrible thing that'll kill you. When now like it's similar with drug users where people look at certain types of drug users as just like so much worse and you should never even be around them. And they look at people like these projects, these harm reduction groups and stuff as like, how could you even, you know, take the time out of your day to help people like this? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was, that's pretty much it on science stuff. I mostly wanted to give some quotes at the end of this. Um, and then we can go kind of just fill it, finishing up with harm reduction. Um, and giving another shout out to some of the groups that we found who are, you know, de- dealing directly with users with this. But in doing my uh, scientific research, <laughs> I came across a few quotes that were pretty intense to read. So um, I'll just start off with uh, one person said that it's a good high. It's also short, that the nod is over really quick and you get sicker faster. See, the trank like extends the high. It gives the dope more of a heroin effect. It's a good rush with the heroin like effect. But then other times they straight put bags out there that are just all trank. You shoot it, you feel no rush, and you're just out. You're asleep for at least 40 minutes. You're sitting there for one second talking, and then you're waking up two to three hours later in a weird position. Which Damn. I was surprised to read that, that sometimes it's just all trank. That's like fucking it's weird, not, yeah. It's just xylazine. It's just a bag of perky dance. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, think, I think I read at one point that it's thought that it's cheaper than, it's even cheaper than fentanyl, so that could be probably why. Yeah, which is crazy, because a bag of fentanyl is like anywhere between 5 to $10 yeah. in Philadelphia. Damn. Um, yeah, fentanyl in bulk is incredibly cheap. That's yeah. why it's such an They're epidemic. a dollar over here. The, those blue 30s, those are a dollar. That's fucking crazy. It's fucked up. And the only reason I know that, I'm just going to shout this out, is that there was, in the news, they were talking about it. Someone who actually uses them was admitting to that. That's why that sucks. Like, that's what makes it so addictive here right now. That's that why you see bags getting seized of yeah. thousands of pills. Thousands of them. Because then Damn. it's only a couple thousand dollars. Because think about it, it's probably only a few cents for the dealer that got it. If they can sell it for a dollar and make a positive profit, that shit's like half a cent. Yeah. Probably. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I found that really sad, fucked up. Uh, another one, though, this is kind of a longer quote, so just hang in there with me, is that um, someone said, people had been talking about it, xylazine, as a cutting agent or as a way of cheating drug users for a long time, for a long time. but the intentional addition of high amounts of xylazine to help give fentanyl legs, meaning increasing the duration of the effect, really started increasing since maybe 2019. And that's when we started to see way more people coming in with necrotizing skin and soft tissue issues the amount of medical compl- complaints related to xylazine was pretty astounding and terrifying. Uh, xylazine wounds are a whole other kind of just horror, and they were really exacerbated by the shift to fentanyl since folks were injecting more and more frequently. So with each one of the injections, if there's xylazine in it, and if you miss the vein, you're ri- risking a really deep and necrotizing wound. Um, and then another person said that, I would say that xylazine is another trend in concert with K2, uh, the synthetic cannabinoids in Philly. And part of the reason that people use so much K2 here is because there's this belief that cannabinoids in general increase the half-life of opioids. When the switch to fentanyl happened, drug users were talking about how frustrating it is that fentanyl doesn't have legs. 
Manufacturers responded by trying to increase the amount of sedation by adding xylazine. And likewise, people think that K2 can help give fentanyl these legs. Uh, so xylazine is really part of a larger story of both drug users and dealers adapting to the new world of fentanyl in both safe and unsafe ways. That is so fucked. Yeah, right? that's fucking People crazy. are already using terrible drugs and then they think that the, they could use K2 to extend the length of that drug. Yeah. Fucking scary, Ooh. dude. I, I like honestly, I think that drugs, like this whole world of it, is just gonna get worse. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna get worse before it gets better. It always does. Yeah. Well, it's because the, in the US, we've written these people off already. Yeah. Yeah. Like as a society. Well, and this stuff is happening quicker than like the policies and the different things can change because it's cool. We've seen, you know, psychedelics being used now mm-hmm. in certain types of ways for therapy that they were gone at one point completely. No, no physician was talking about it. Weed, same thing. Like it was totally gone, and now it's coming back. But there is issues like this where it feels like, okay, when are there? When is there ever going to be like a kind of a hiatus, or when is it going to chill down, where people stop dying as much and yeah. stop getting all these crazy ass things? Because to me, it's been a, ever since I've even heard about drugs, probably since ten years old, that I've been hearing about bath salts, fentanyl, synthetic cannabinoids, like all this crazy ass shit that no one ever had to hear about in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. You know what I mean? It was like alcohol, cocaine and shit and weed that people had to be worried about. Um, Yeah. And now it's at a whole different level. I think, yeah, I think it's just going to get worse. I think what maybe happened was there was a point where people would just get, they were scared of going to jail they would get abused by police for doing drugs. They they just were very acknowledged by society, right? And now people have written them off. You don't go to jail anymore. You don't have to worry about people like like it's normalized to live on the street and do drugs, and that's your whole thing. And it's it just I don't know. I'm not saying that it was a better time when people were getting beat up by cops and shit and put in jail. But the answer to that is not to just write people off. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's just going to worsen the problem by being like, fine, do whatever you want. Yeah. Because obviously people need help still. Well, that's what's I think probably the craziest thing that we see with the VA and the way they treat vets is that like there was a guy who mentioned it about with MDMA when he did the MDMA um, stuff that like he had gone suicidal to the VA and told like his doctor at the VA about being suicidal and they were like, all right, so you need to go home. Like, do you have guns at the house? And he's like, yes. And they're like, so you need to go home, give all those guns to your neighbor and just hang out for a couple of days and then you'll feel better. And like, yeah, don't come back. And totally. he was like, essentially like, so wait, you're telling me to like not do anything else? But just You're telling go me to go home and grab my guns. Grab my guns. Yeah. That's fucking I'm, crazy. I'm telling you that I'm ready to kill myself. Like the VA, like our government's hospital wow. made, made for them, uh, Trained doesn't even know how. Yeah, trained medical professionals doesn't even know how to help someone like that because they essentially are looking at him like, "Oh, you big pussy." Yeah, like you couldn't handle. Yeah, that shit. So, up, oh, you want some fucking Xanax? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that was the other thing I think was they prescribed him a bunch of Xanax. Said, "Go home." Like literally, straight up, it was like a bunch of Xanax. Go home. Get rid of the give your give your guns to your neighbor, and then here's this prescription and just hang out for a few days. You should be fine. That's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. But it's way, like I even hated that about years. the that the, there's the video of so this is part of this is, relates to our thing in harm reduction too, right? Is the those safe needle exchanges as well as the uh, safe injection sites that have popped up in places like Philly and New York City 
there's a video of like just the feet of a guy because he's like hidden by the the curtain, right? But he's talking and he's saying that as being a vet, he's gotten more help from this place with getting off, like more resources for getting off and doing it safely and whatnot um, and, and not dying um, from just a nonprofit, you know, community volunteer organization uh, than he ever had going to the VA. And that wow. really pissed me off, made me sad too. Cause I was like, yeah, it, it really does suck that if these people are being, you know, sent out and then told like, oh, well, you know, we're so proud of you and we're going to take good care of you and stuff like that. And they do some crazy shit and then they end up with, you know, either they had to get a leg amputated and then they took prescription opioids for three years and then they didn't have the ability to pay for them anymore. Um, you know, or they got divorced and now they're on the street, right? Like something happens to where now they go to heroin and then they try to get off of it and the VA won't help them because they're like, oh, fuck you. Like, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's just fucked up. It's sad. No, I agree. That's what the cool thing about the Everywhere Project, I know I keep bringing them up, but uh, that's one of the things that's even on their like website and stuff is uh, that like writing these people off is not going to help. And if anything is going to make people want to do drugs even more because they're even just more depressed. Like, uh, the, you know, their whole goal is to not write people off on their drug abuse even though like this is like such a like a, a crazy thing to deal with with people coming in with fucking open wounds and shit like they're still like trying to be helpful and not like make these people feel shitty about it because they already probably feel fucking shitty about it um you know yeah, their their drug use is leading to them fucking their arm being like ready to fucking fall off like that yeah that's been one of my opinions is that i think a lot of drug addiction is surrounded by depression like i think depression mm -hmm. is what leads you into a drug addiction and it's what carries your drug addiction and within uh, depression and drug addiction is a lot of spite it's a lot of built up spite and if you feel like you're being demonized by society for your addiction you're spitefully going to just do it more yeah. and i feel like that is a very big truth of this situation so it's not fucking helping people by being like you're a piece of shit for your drug addiction like that yeah okay if you think i'm a piece of shit i'm gonna go be a piece of shit like that that's just what i'm gonna do now you yeah know? exactly fuck you and it's like how about acknowledge the fact that these people need mental help like people are fucking sad <laughs> like that's it like people are sad and they want to do drugs because their environment's not good why don't you look at the environment that's leading people to have such gnarly drug addictions instead yeah. of just blaming the person look at the big picture because <laughs> it is pretty if we lived in a utopia people probably wouldn't use drugs well they've shown that right with mice I mean obviously it's hard to translate a mouse to a human but if you give a mouse like um, or a, a community of mice and rats whatever uh, a lot of enri enrichment and like access to food and all these things like access to exercise wheels and lots of different things that they can like fuck with and do right just enrichment enriching the environment that they're living in um, allows them to uh, say no a lot of the times to the highly addictive drugs like cocaine or heroin yeah. that are being put in the water or the food and they'll still like they'll do it moderate they'll do it normally yeah and for and, people to think that we're much different is insane. I don't think we're much different. I think no, you're going to have oddballs. Yeah. I mean, because look at that. We see that a lot with alcohol where mm -hmm. like a lot of the times pretty successful, healthy people that live healthy lives, like like they make healthy choices, right? They And they do healthy things for themselves and those around them. And they have everything they need in their community. Right. They, they are able to, a lot of the times, drink alcohol just like one drink a week yeah. or whatever and never have the thought of like, oh, I'm going to need to drink more or get bucked up or anything like that. And those people might be the same type of people that can pick up a cigarette once every year 
and have it and then just be like, eh, that's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Um, or even just simply doing MDMA once right. a year with your friends. It is this thing that's fun. But you're not looking at these things as tools to escape your reality. Exactly. You're looking at them as just enrichment, just like mm-hmm. everything else in your life. Yeah. I, I think that if the more people we could get to understand this, the more people are going to get helped. And it is good to shout out things like... Uh, the Savage Sisters over in PA helping people out. Um, you know, if you're in Pennsylvania listening to this, you know, there's people out there that are actively helping. I'm sure that they know. I'm sure they've probably encountered them. But um, if, say, you're someone in the United States living with an opioid addiction or struggling with any other kind of addiction, I do want to call back to one of our previous episodes. Uh, there are Ibogaine treatments in South America and yeah, they are they've been proven to be useful for opioid addiction. So if you're someone who is maybe addicted to opioids even right now and is scared that you're going to encounter xylazine and and you want to get off it, consider ibogaine. Absolutely. Also, one of the things I wanted to mention is I know Micah mentioned how Narcan doesn't necessarily affect this particular drug. that doesn't. I read it as uh, that it it doesn't mean that you shouldn't use Narcan because as we've said before that like this drug is usually mixed with heroin anyway. Um, and I read that a lot of the a lot of the uh, like lower breathing and everything like the 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 stopping of breathing is caused in conjunction with uh, this and heroin or fentanyl. And so if you were to use Narcan on somebody that is uh, possibly overdosing, um it would at least help get rid of the heroin and the fentanyl or whatever out of your system, or at least block your opiate receptors from that, which could potentially help your breathing um, come back to, you know, not necessarily normal, but allow you to start breathing again. Um, Whereas this, um, it's not like, it's not going to like cut off your, uh, it's not going to stop this drug from affecting you, but at least it'll stop the opiates from affecting you, which could be helpful. Um, also I read that giving mouth to mouth is helpful, uh, in use with Narcan because essentially you're, you know, putting oxygen back into someone's body. But a lot of people are afraid of that because they think that, you know, this drug or whatever is going to somehow get into their body by giving someone mouth to mouth. But that is actually not true. Uh, you're at like pretty much no risk of ingesting the drug by giving mouth to mouth. So not that you should be going around giving fucking people overdosing on the street mouth to mouth, but I'm saying, for, <laughs> you know. yeah, go go with the Narcan first. <laughs> well, yeah. so one thing I did read that 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 makes sense that this is like that because uh, the first responders were mentioning how they would give fentanyl to people that have had trank dope. First responders are responsible. Yeah. <laughs> find heroin with fucking find Fuck fentanyl with fentanyl, dude. dude. <laughs> fine, fine. Um, yeah, the Narcan. So the when they've given Narcan to people that have done trank dope, that um, they won't fully respond to it. So then, yeah, they have to a lot of the times incorporate. Um, what's that called? Mouth to mouth, not mouth. Well, CPR. Oh. CPR. Yeah. 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 But CPR, which I think is usually respect, or which is usually recommended no matter what, right? uh, After administering Narcan, if someone doesn't fully respond, right? Wow, fellas, it's just a bad fucking situation overall. Yeah, it's so depressing, dude. 
I know the the world of opioid drugs are just not worth it. it now, don't get into them. You yeah, know, that's exactly. that's my recommendation. Don't get into opiates. Yeah, because that it, it, just like we saw with the opioid epidemic, it just happens where you know you get on the pharmaceutical stuff, the real stuff, and then all of a sudden you're doing heroin, and then all of a sudden you're doing xylazine on accident. Now you're doing shrink, and you don't have your legs anymore. You know what's going to be the <laughs> scariest thing? Dead. What? That I'll recommend is harm reduction. If you're going to be doing opioids like Kratom, that is unscheduled and not regulated by the FDA and stuff, um, you should really try to purchase it from a very like reputable source um, that might have like uh, test results from testing it through like GCMS and stuff. Because I could very much so see this compound being added to Kratom blends in the near future at gas stations and like kind of lower end markets that sell Kratom. Just saying. And not yeah, able to point. test for it. Yeah. And how, imagine that. Imagine just using Kratom for like three months from the gas station and I don't know where you're... They're like, whoa, this shit's hitting different. Yeah, you got wounds. Whoa, dude, I like this white bolly stuff better. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, anyway, yeah, thanks for listening. This is a fucking downer episode. It was, it's hard to learn about, but I think it's important that everybody knows about it because it's going on all around us. Especially people on the East Coast probably already know about it but over on the yeah. west coast it was new to me yeah well and as of like as we talked about just recently it's been in the news finally on for Oregon. Okay. yeah yeah well thanks Fucked for up. listening everybody uh go over and check out our patreon <laughs> support us uh <laughs> fuck so we don't have to get sad <laughs> and start using fucking- <laughs> dude it's just like i don't want to ask for money after fucking you know talking about how all these people need help. Oh you know what? <laughs> Don't go go donate to to one of the the support groups over on the in Philly. You know, don't go to our Patreon. But then after you, su- you donate to them, this is one third of an, uh, of, an, of an opinion here. Go over to our Patreon, if it, donate a two thirds of the money <laughs> to us. Uh, it's three dollars a month. It's drinking out of cups on Patreon or patreon.com forward slash doc. Where we have bonus content with cool stories, uh, confessions, where we uh, we we make them into fun, whimsical stories. A lot of uh, way more lighthearted than this, if you've heard them. <laughs> so go uh, listen to one of those after this. Three dollars a month, drinking out of cups on Patreon. The support it means a lot to us. Head over to our Instagram. It's on Instagram at drinking out of cups underscore podcast over there. We have a link tree over there. You could even go over there, hop over there, subscribe, click the link tree, click the Patreon link in the link tree, then subscribe to the Patreon. That's free and then $3. So do that. And then uh, don't forget about the Discord Yeah. in the in that link tree. How many times did you say Patreon in fucking 30 seconds, dude? <laughs> you want to count? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll count it up and I'll let you know later. Okay, cool. Um, so just, yeah, check out our Patreon. Our Patreon is at Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Patreonhub.com, dude. <laughs> Onlypatrons.com. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody. Goodbye. Have a good week. Bye. There's nothing like listening to Drinking Out of Cups podcast. Nothing like it.